Hello, Oscar Wants and Sausage fans. Welcome back. Well, you, you, you haven't gone away. It's just we've, we've been away. But we are back. A few of them might have gone away. My co-host, Matthew Henderson. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Do you know what? This setup is finally, apart from the broken mic stand without a thing, um, holder. We're we finally are, professional. We are almost... We, we've been away because we are back with some almost professional equipment semi let's say semi-pro we're still you know recording from people's living rooms basements lofts sheds what have you but we've got a bit of better gear so hopefully you will be hearing us with a crisp you know sausage sound yeah we're still going to talk shit though right yeah yeah the content won't change uh, okay. right? well, same, old, same, old. For a minute, same old same old but just in stereo <laughs> Talking shit in stereo. That's a tagline. So, yes, uh, me and Matt, um, we recorded with the two Joes. You may have heard that episode. Uh, When was that? March? Uh, Beginning of March, yeah. Beginning of March. And uh, we did promise, from episode 15 to episode 16, we promised you a double bill with the two Joes, a return. And uh, that was promised as the next week. And I didn't upload it for... About five three months. months. Three months. No. Yeah, it's so, end of May now. Just in case this so is September, you're listening to it too. This is just a quick apology for the lapse in uh, in communication from uh, from the sausage boys. We are back. <coughs> we will be posting regular podcasts. The episodes are gonna flow now with our new technological advancements. Um, you got anything more to add, Matt? No, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. Good to get back in the saddle. It's our second sort of little hiatus we've taken. Yeah. Um, interesting to... What 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 have you been up to the last three months? Well, I see. Beginning of March, it's been a... Yeah, quite a busy few months for me, actually. Uh, been away to Morocco for a long weekend on a stag do. That's pretty interesting. Uh, my brother got married. Uh, from the, again, that was another long weekend away. Uh, I've had some uni work hand, handed, handed in a module last, just last week, so I've been doing all that. Um, I'm proud of you. Huh? I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. I just wanted to say that. Just saying, just wanted to put that down on record. Yeah. Just, yeah, just my dissertation to go now, and then I'll be finished. Matt long is last. doing a, uh, a master's degree in uh, English stuff. Yeah, English stuff. What yeah. is it? English? It's writing contemporary fiction. That's what, I knew that. Okay. Um, well, without further ado, to uh, to bring us into the new new improved Oscar Wants a Sausage podcast, we have brought back uh, one of the guests from our first episode, the pilot episode. It's uh, it's Johan Forbes. Hello, Johan. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Doing very good. Very good. It's 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 been a while. It has it has been a while. I've been I've been listening to your shows and stuff. Oh, that's good. At home. Uh, what 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 do you think of it? Generally? I think it's really good. I really enjoyed the episode with Gabs. I thought yeah. what he was saying was really Zuki cool. man. Uh, yeah. Are are you happy with the overall quality technically? No, you, you know you've got a technical well, yeah, background in sound. Well, just so. looking at your new setup and stuff, I think it's pretty uh, really really good. You know, you got this new uh, what is it called? It's a fast track ultra. Yeah, it's USB brilliant. audio device there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's been the really dream nice. from day one. So it's like a proper studio now, you know, like when we first, on the first episode. Studio on the road as well, you know, the laptop, yeah. you're ready to go. Sausage on the road. Yeah. I like it. We we, we did want to record the podcast at uh, Yohan's house because <laughs> my house isn't free. And obviously Matt uh, lives a, a bit of a way away. So, uh, so we were going to. Gonna record it at Yoan's yeah. because uh, his 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 house is free. <laughs> well, we thought, and then uh, yeah, we were greeted by uh, my dad, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy the main man. Yeah, he's just come back. He's just come back from holiday. Well, not holiday actually. He's just come back from Grenada. Uh, it's not holiday. It's because they we have a holiday home there. So um, he's just gone over to oversee that, and he's back for a month or two, and then leaves again. So. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to see my dad here and there, you know, catch up, yeah. see what's going on. It's funny, actually, because I know I picked Owen up this morning. We're driving over to your house and he goes, I thought I'd put the extra mic stand in 
just in case Yaron's got a stray staying over, and we can just <laughs> and we can just get him to sit on the, That's on not the what night. We're bargaining for. Yeah. Do you think your dad would uh, like to do a podcast with us? Um, I think maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he'd be interested. I think he'd yeah. be he's got interested. a lot to say. I mean, yeah, he definitely has a lot to say. I mean, remember that interview that we, uh, well, that you shot. Yeah. You know, and that's what led on to do that short film about my dad and stuff. So we we, we shot an interview oh, with uh, Sammy that, yeah. Yeah. and Yvonne uh, about their upbringing, background, yeah, uh, and that. School, interesting. And uh, I'd I'd love to do more of that stuff yeah. because I, I part part of the interest in filmmaking for me. Yeah, documentary-wise, is, is is to to film people <coughs> who and speak to people who don't normally get their their voice out to mm-hmm. other people. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because yeah. you know, there's all these movie stars who you see all the time, but I'm at, you know, I think I think it's often a lot more interesting. You know, like I think the first sort of attempt at doing a documentary about um, someone in let's say normal life was my, my cinema manager. I filmed his last day. I just followed him around with a video camera. Yeah. Uh, I have to put it on the internet, man. Cause it is, it's quite, it's got some nice. Well, Oscar's there. walk. That's story documentary. Yeah, he was a real, he was a real he was guy. A real man, real character. Salt the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and now boy, he's in the earth. So boy, boys watch oh, the girls. Man. Scattered across the earth. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it, it was my cinema manager. And the thing is people would pass through, that cinema foyer, you know, every day, hundreds of people, some people you recognise, some people were, you know, the first time they've ever been there. And they were past this guy and, you know, they don't even think about who he is, but mm. he's got his own story. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You, they go there and pay to see all these stories be told out on the silver screen with, you know, big budgets and what have you. But there's a story in everyone. There's a story in every person who goes, you know, Every person you pass on the way to work, you know, yeah. And I'd like well, to tell got a few history, of them stories. And everyone's right? got like a mum and dad. Do you know what I mean? So that's, there's all that's fact. That, that is an absolute <laughs> fact. But what I mean is that there's always like a different influence in there as well from two different people. Because no matter where you are, if you're you know only child or siblings or whatever, there's like there's a three person dynamic that you're involved in, and you you know you can never get away from that, and you yeah. never can break that. So that's something that every single person's got. It's a universal truth in our lives. How did you How did you come to do that? I remember videoing the your parents' interview, but uh, how did it come about? I I think it was because we were doing a uh, at university we were doing a project about us. No, that's what came out of it at the end. But I think we were just saying you said to me, let's just go and do an interview with your mum and dad. I think that's what it was. And out of that came the... You were shooting the film during that period. What was, tell us about that short film. First. Oh, that short film was just about... Uh, it was about my father coming to uh, England as a kid and being encouraged by his teacher to go on and, and go on to the university. My father used to study um, at Henry Compton School and he was one of the first kids out of there to actually go to university. He went to the University of Sussex near Brighton. Where's and Henry Compton? Henry Compton, that's around Fulham, Fulham, right. Fulham area. And um, yeah, it was just kind of like it was born out of that. Because I remember actually when we when you we shot it, and then we took it to the like presentation in front of all the other classmates and stuff, and everyone was like, "Oh wow, you've got a really good story there. It's interesting from a documentary made." So did the idea for the film come before the interview, or did we do it during the production? We did the interview, and then we did the the film. Oh, right, film. okay. And that's what came out of it, because I remember that was when we were at university showing the actual interview, and that was the reason for it, mm. if that makes sense. But no, it was really... Didn't, did, did, you, did you use any of it on the end credits or something from the interview? No, not at all. I wish I did. I think, like, looking back on it, I think somehow that's what kind of drew me to, like, in terms of documentary. You really kind of get a more, you know, a more real story. Yeah, with two people, you know, it's like when we watched what was that film, Scorsese's one, American, American, not American Dad, that's a cartoon. Um, oh, would have been funny done by Scorsese. About the Departed, or no? I'm talking about the interview that he shot with his mum and dad. Oh, um, about the meatballs. Italian American. Yeah, Italian American. The same kind of thing. Yeah, it's and really a, human stories. Really human know. story, you know, and uh, and you just felt like you were just sitting there with them, you know. Mm. It was, 
And that, 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 that's the kind of thing with the podcast that I, I, I sort of like to sort of just say that this is not about, you know, trying to promote yourself or trying to be even entertaining. I mean, I hope people are entertained by this, but yeah. just, you know, let's celebrate the common man. Yeah. And today it's Johan. <laughs> yes, I am. But you're you're not you're not you're not just a common man, are you? Oh, you're a, you're a filmmaker. Oh, many things. We got many a filmmaker musician. amongst us, Matt. Yeah, you know, creative so, talent all around. So w- when we when you were last on the show, yeah, you were working on a little film called Project One. Right. Yeah. That film, as I understand it, is now finished. It's finished, and it is currently doing the rounds. At real film festivals, yes. including <clears throat> the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, well, uh, it's it's good. I mean, I'm really shocked. The Cannes Film Festival. The Cannes Film Festival. Well, it's in Cannes in a van. Which Cannes, is Cannes in a van. Why don't you explain Cannes in a van? Cannes in a van is uh, basically, I think these guys have been doing it for like three years. And um, I think that I actually saw a YouTube clip of them on London Tonight when they first started doing it and they just basically take a whole load of independent films and they uh, put it in a van and they travel to Cannes uh, down the Boulevard La Croisette if I say my French correctly and uh, <coughs> they basically just show films every night every night so people just can sit down on, st- on seats watch the films you know see what's going it's, um, it's really good that these guys can actually bring independent cinema to Cannes so that is awesome so that's short films or uh, short films and everything I mean I think recently they just showed the um, new film The Age of Stupid mm. with uh, Pete Possefway right um, and they just show a whole load of uh, yeah. films but that's so wonderful because <coughs> where, whereas you've got like all these films like because Cannes is, is not very independent film festivals you know what I mean it's, it's sort of now it's a big money you know, they do get not... some obscure titles in there, don't they? Like, yeah, you, you but hear... I think it's 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 one of the poncia. It's not like Sundance, no. You know, you've got to have money to go there, yeah. and yeah. it's just wonderful that these guys have just got there and just set up this little thing, and just it, it, there's something about it that films should be for everyone. Do you yeah, know what I mean, like definitely. it's not for people, you know, who've got a boat and want to fucking swan about. You know, it's nice that they've just got that. It's down yeah. to earth, isn't it? Yeah. But I think can like although. Although the the main attraction there might be sort of Ponzi and made a lot of money, like as a as a like a group of people, like a I don't know what's it called, I suppose like a showcasing of of material, mm-hmm. they they seem to embrace and welcome the guys, you know, just loading up around and driving over there. You know, yeah. they give them some space, they don't hassle them, they don't say, oh, you're you're bringing down the quality of our show. Mm. They just say, well, yeah, you know, it's a free for all. Come along, pitch up, find a space, and then. They appreciate that there's a lot of people there who're gonna yeah. be happy to see different things. No, no, I was, I was, like you know, so you submitted the film to them. Yeah, yeah, sent it, uh, sent it to them like uh, in, like two, three months ago. I've been sending it. Uh, I mean, we just got a festival today at the Accidental Festival um, up in Camden Roundhouse, and then Street Fest tomorrow, second of June, uh, Son of Movie Buy in Brighton, and the sixth of June, the Strawberry Fair Film Festival. I mean, the film's just doing a lot of rounds. I think people yeah. are really enjoying it. They see something, you know, different about London. Not only that, it's got skateboarding in it, so there's action. Mm. You know, it's almost like an ode to London. So I'm, I'm very kind of, I mean, it's taken a very long time to kind of put it all together. And it's been a massive learning curve. You always learn something when you yeah, make absolutely. a film, you know. So I'm just really grateful that people are just enjoying like it. Like, back it all up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, I'm, I'm just really grateful people are enjoying it and... Uh, <laughs> Have to have two Macs on Was the Was that a reference to his, his Mac packing in? <laughs> well, halfway through editing, Hard if drive. I remember rightly, that, that your, Mac app, <laughs> your Mac blew up yeah. pretty much. Let yeah. this be a lesson to everyone. Back up everyone. your Back shit. Back it up. <laughs> Back up your stuff. Back up your stuff. But I tell you what, things, these things happen for a reason. And the reason being is that once I went back and um, looked at the footage, there were certain things that I found that I hadn't seen before. Right, yeah. And it was almost like um, making a fire. You've got to give it space. So the process of actually having to go back and restart almost was brought blessing. new new material to yeah, your attention. Yeah, and I think that's something that, you know, I've definitely learned another another learning curve, but, you know, I think it was worth it definitely for this film. Hopefully the next one I'll be a lot quicker. Yeah, well, I think that often you find the first one's the slowest because you, you like you say, you don't have the experience necessary to do it quickly mm. and also mm. you're, you're a bit more conscious about it and... Um, as as you get better and you 
learn more and you have better people around you because you've got used to working with them um then generally productions tend to speed up don't they yeah yeah it's almost like a, having a team as well yeah, yeah yeah you know you've got to find your team i mean i'm still i think we're still like i mean you're a filmmaker too you know we're all filmmakers here in our certain respect you know you need to get a team yeah you need it takes time to find a team and find the people that you want to work with and you've got Family. to trust you got to trust them yeah you know trust so. them to do the job yep that's the one how's that going for you that's ah, going all right. There's a, there's, there's a few heads I want to work with again. Wink, wink. What, <laughs> Owen? Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to do it, man. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about taking out acting again. Yeah. We had a- well, Johan came along uh, the other weekend and uh, I, I had a go at acting in a short film, which hopefully might see the light of day. Uh, director's bit unhappy with his own performance he acted in it as well but uh so to to to, to be confirmed <laughs> well so you might it's you might go it. back into the acting circuit <laughs> I, I yeah, would yeah, well yeah i'd like to but i don't know if anybody's gonna want to cast me mm. in a film so this is just an open appeal to promote <laughs> myself it's my show <laughs> uh if anybody's looking for an actor i can do comedy Tragedy. <laughs> what other genres are they? Horror. Horror. Yeah. Romance. Romance. Yeah. You do romance. You do romance. It's a romance. Um. <laughs> um. So, so what's next then, yo? Uh, Any? What, what's your plan? I don't know. Are you freelancing at the moment, uh, or you just work on your own stuff? No, at the moment I'm freelancing. Um, do a bit of work here and there. So anything interesting going on? Anything good? Um. Anything, anything that basically rivals the uh, uh, Forest of the Damned Two. Don't, uh, don't, don't make big demands like that. <laughs> Forest of the Damned Two. He's amongst friends, all right. <laughs> I think we yeah. peaked with the first episode, and that that whole little story there was brilliant. So. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty nuts. Because looking back on it, I just came back off. I just came fresh off the shoot. Yeah, we we got you raw. You yeah, don't. You, you, you barely been to bed, did you? Since got you got back, like, I was really kind of like, oh, when I find me up, I was like. Ah. I'm tired, but you know, I still did it. You got, you get me the ice fingers, so I was there. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, no, there nothing, you go. Nothing's really. It work on, it work on a project if the, if the, if the script's right, <laughs> and if there's ice fingers on set, <laughs> you can, you can hire Johan Forbes. All right, he's the man for the job. Yeah. No, uh, what was I gonna say? Is there anything that I'm doing? No, I'm just, I'm just freelancing at the moment, uh, working other people's productions and that. I'm currently writing the next film. Uh, which should should be good. I don't know. It's very difficult. Will that be a, a an acted film? That's, that's uh, whereas drama. in in Project One, in a sense, was sort of a documentary in a in a bit of a way of of the skateboarding what, and going around yeah. traveling around London. Yeah, Project One uh, like was kind of more like a cinematic journey through London. But you didn't. Act, did, how how much direction did you give um, the skater? I mean, did you say you wanted particular tricks and things, or did you say, no. look, just go and move, do your stuff in this area? I'm just gonna kind of hang around and pick it up and yeah, pick out the bits I like. I think it was like a hybrid of both. Um, from the research that we did for like six to eight months, uh, we went around taking photos of all the different locations. Mm. And as well as that, before we'd start filming, I'd get Tim Tutak, uh, me, Tris, and Tim Tutak would go down to the location. Tim would then start skating, doing his tricks, and I'll just watch him. So there was almost this kind of like um, hybrid between the two, between the direction of what the locations were. And also the interaction and the organicness that he brought to his yeah. to the location. So there's almost that. I like that kind of gel. Because it's like, like an actor's improvisation. There's a sense of expression in skateboarding in, in that he, you know, he sees an object that he wants to trick on. Yeah. He can then go and do that, and then you can say, actually, I like that. That trick frames quite nicely. So therefore, we'll, you know, maybe make a note of that and come back to it when we come yes. to actually film. And say, right, when you were here and just doing your own thing, you know, you went and performed on this yeah. particular I, I mean uh, what, what uh, I think a good example of that is when we um, the first scene in the film uh, when it begins at Thames Barrier yeah. uh, like skateboarding and uh, skateboarding comes from surfing so you have the sea yeah and not only that um, Tim actually performs a 5-0 on a wavy bench yeah, yeah so you see how the architecture and the landscape interact yeah, in order right, for right. Tim to perform what he does. So it's almost that organic, which brings a kind of truthfulness to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't anything like, oh, it's a wide angle, close up, right in there. It's almost just allowing the the visuals to breathe, allowing happen, the story yeah. to to progress. 
Does that make edit? Does that make it editing it difficult then? That was the easiest scene to edit. I think the hardest scene to edit was East India Dock, the second scene. Oh, okay. When he's coming back and forth, back and forth, because yeah. almost that playfulness. We filmed there for at least a, for at least for like a week or so, and it was only like a thirty second. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that in itself that was a challenge because I we wanted to get this kind of playfulness of him coming back and forth into the into the down this corridor you know mm. kind of almost being playful like the whole city is this playground but this is the most playful we're going to get there yeah but it was interesting i mean shooting that was like um you know you have the camera then you have the map box and on top of that i put a magic arm under it you'd get almost that kind of dreamy wavy feel yeah. as he's going past you um but in editing yeah that took some time and um like a shout out to also like tim uh tristan tutak sorry and uh Mithin for being in the editing process because that was a difficult one, but you know, it's always good to, as I said before, to have a team. Yeah, 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 cool. And so the next one's going to be drama. Yes. Yeah. And you're just writing at the moment. At the moment, yeah, just writing right. and researching, um, doing a lot of googling. Um, doing what are you googling? At the moment, I was googling house interiors and house designs. Okay. So when you're googling that and you're waiting for things to load up, do you ever kind of open up another tab and uh, see what else is going on, and perhaps might, a different different form Facebook. of media? <laughs> Might, might check my... your Facebook. <laughs> might check my Facebook. Might be check my uh, Gmail. <clears throat> might check, uh, you know, you porn or something uh, like that. I don't know. Well, you know, you're at home alone these days. That is true. That is true. You're a bachelor. You're, ba- you're a bachelor. <laughs> well, like you guys. Well, we we we're both spoken for. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, we're not interested. Here and, um, <laughs> we're not moving That's why in. We yet. invite you on. I tell you, we're just wondering what real life's like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I know so, you guys so are living real us. life now. You know, you guys are like, you know, we're here. I'm, you know, in this location, and it's nice to see my friends progress. I mean, we're all progressing in our own different ways, but you know, ever since we were kids and that, you know, we were just doing just partying. Now everyone's kind of having a life. I don't remember partying. You don't remember partying. <laughs> Not inside, just you not like not like Rain's DJ Park. Decks. I remember you were DJ for a while. I was well no, into that. Really. Just come around just, your house and used to just double. Not really any good. I thought you were cool. Bit of scratching, <laughs> bit of scratching, yeah, scratching up Dad Sergeant Pepper's album. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like that much. No, I don't think we did actually. I think we were told, strictly speaking, that the. Uh, I know, strictly told that the His vinyl Beatles, was Be- Beatles vinyl was not to be messed about with on the Technics, <laughs> like, regardless of how cool we thought it was. What's, what's, what's going on on the party circuit then, yo? What's, what's the Y kid been up Whoa, to? Where's, uh, where's the hotspot at the moment? Because I hear, I hear it's... Well, I just went, there was this nice beach party I went to the other day. A beach party yeah, in London? Yeah, down in um, Waterloo, just by Southbank. Really? Uh, yeah, oh. I went there last year. I think it's at the time, and it, it's at the time when um, Tide comes out. Of course, because otherwise we would wouldn't have a beach. Yeah, but um, no, it was really, really Just nice. Been in Bankman Park. Really, re- no, it was really good. Like they had live music, they had DJs. It was like dubstep, they had reggae, they had like, cool. Spanish, Latino music, everything. And um, no, it was really nice just to see the people. Free party, you know, everyone's down there doing their thing. A bit too dark at certain points because you're like, uh, who am I standing next to? But no, 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 really cool. That was nice. Um, <laughs> what? Well, no, no, there was just an incident. I saw we saw someone actually. Or a bit get, of- yeah, mugging or something. Argy bargy, like I don't, I don't know. So I a bit, bit of moshing. Yeah, the, well, the moshing was good because everyone was moshing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was like way, but at certain points, you know, if you see something going on, you're just like, okay. A bit violent, was it? Or well, just you know, you always have to keep your eye out when you go. So to what? What, what was the, what was the incident? Was it a group or? I I I, I don't. You I, just saw like a bit of a scuffle. Honest, I, I was a bit. Uh, I was having a good time. Blazed. <laughs> no, not blazed. Not blazed at all. Just a bit drunk, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you do at parties, you drink. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been known to drink yeah. at a party. Yeah, I know, mate, I know. But um, <laughs> what else? Um, no, apart from that, I've just been lo- laying very low, to be honest. Just been staying locally. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard much of you recently. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I mean, a lot of the, with the festivals and the film going on and stuff, you know, you just kind of, you do that. It's almost like having a gig or music gigs, you know, you go out, you tour, mm. you go to one festival, you meet people, you network, you go to another one, you meet people, network. And at the same time, you don't really want... To be kind of like, okay, that's good and it's going well, but at the same time, you don't really want to um, think that's just you. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. other sides to you. So I have to kind of keep a balance and kind of like stay away for a bit. And and as I said before, like work on on my next project. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. 
So are you playing any gigs at the moment? Are you you out on the guitar or not really? Um, or MCing? MCing? No, no. I've just been. I've kind of hidden away from that a little. Kind of uh, focus on. I would like to do some. I think I'm, a friend of mine, Ben Ben Wilson. Uh, we're gonna. I think we might be doing some hip hop stuff soon. We make Pat Harmer, Patrick Harmer. Um, but that's to be confirmed. I think that's gonna be something of a summer thing. It'd be nice to be have at least an EP or some kind of four or five tracks out by then. Yeah. But I'm thinking very hard in terms of how to do it and what to do. So I'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. Yeah, cool. For sure. You got some music on your you got a music page, didn't you? I have I have a Y Kid music page. Yeah, but those those tracks are like, I don't know, three, four years old now. And that's I need to update that. Would you want Yeah. What is it? So what is it? MySpace.com forward slash? Uh, I think it's Kuma Musical Y Kid. Yeah, check it out, remember. man. He's got the tunes on there. You need to update <laughs> that. <laughs> but um, also, I'd say like uh, check out uh, my blog, Kumo at KumoFilmsBlogspot.com. And also, if you want to see the film Project One, just check out Auxism.com. So that's my plug, really. It's plugging over. We should have given a plug warning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get a pen and paper ready, or get 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 your web browser. Take the, turn the porn off. So, uh, <laughs> Oscar wants a sausage at gmail dot com. We're, we're online. Oscar wants a sausage dot blogspot dot com. Add uh, us on Facebook. Yeah. Add us on have YouTube. You got the MySpace as well. We have got the MySpace, but I don't think we've done much with it. No, recently. you have to update because I checked it the other day, and it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't like MySpace. I don't. I don't think it's as good. I don't know. I don't use it ever no, anymore. No, I don't use it anymore. What's going on there, man? I don't know. I'm not really into it either anymore. I mean... I think you, like back, you, back in the day... You, you like... social networking snobs. <laughs> but I've gone on Facebook Honestly, as well. Like, Facebook, I don't know how to Bebo fucking use it anymore. using motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I don't no, even know, I know, I don't even know how to use Facebook anymore. What do you mean? What do you mean? Facebook People just send me emails on Facebook. Just send me a fucking email. I just don't know. I log on. I don't know what to do. It keeps changing like every MySpace because you uh, like. I only just learned how to customize the look of the page when everybody moved over to Facebook, and I was like campaigning for a while. Go back to MySpace, man. Check out my I page. That. Got a bit of got a picture on it and stuff. Is MySpace <laughs> still technically got more users than Facebook? Do you know? Because I know that they, there was some know. stuff in the I press about. I would the, guess that Facebook's probably the biggest social networking site currently available. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting because with Facebook, it used to be something where you actually added someone that you knew Excuse through. So it's all right. It's only gas. It's air um, through association. So if you knew someone, you, you know you can get through to them. Now anyone can go and look for you. Like the other yeah. day, I had someone just message me and say, "Oh, hi, my name's La 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 La. Um, seeing your stuff, I'd really like to work with you." And I was like, "Well, how did you get my?" They've probably just slowly seen on the Yarn Forbes and found yeah, I think Googled it and then they just sent you a message. It's not, asked it, you to be the friend it and doesn't I send work you a message. The same way it's anymore, weird. It? MySpace almost immediately had strangers, whether they be bands or filmmakers yeah. or whatever, trying to promote themselves. They would add you, you know, on yeah. MySpace uh, straight away. As soon as the site was launched, people started doing that and you would just get strangers wanting to add you. Facebook was more like Friends Reunited where you knew people and they would add, you know, you'd just add your friends. Yeah. But Facebook has grown so big now that people just, they just add strangers. I get the, I get the same, I had a couple of people just try and add me and they keep doing it and it's just like, I, don't know, I have no idea who you are. You mm. know what I mean? You can check out my MySpace page. That's for that's strangers. The, that's for strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. MySpace, self-promotion, Facebook, friends. Unless you want to add Oscar on sausage, he's on there, all right? Yeah, become friends with Oscar. He's looking for, he's lonely, getting lonely. Yeah. He's still getting, he's still ticking over on the friend count, though. He's getting up there. Do you, do, do you think any of the people we don't know who've added Oscar on Facebook, Yeah. do you think they've listened to the show? What? I don't know, it's difficult to know, actually, isn't it? I mean, probably not. Be nice, nice to think. <laughs> be nice like, to think they they they'd heard the show. And we were big in Kent or wherever it was. Leicester, we were big. Leicester, in. Big but in it was Leicester. weird that just like one one person came on, and even though they were all listening to the show, or they were just like, oh, what's this, and just jumping on the bandwagon, which was like a, a, quite an interesting kind of thinking of that. Anyway, incidentally, we'd love to hear from you. 
out there. Someone email. Anyone. Who won the competition in the first show? You did. No. Oh, yeah. You're, you're a winner. You're a winner. We're all winners. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Cheers. Perhaps yeah. we should point out that um, obviously in the first show, we also had on Jeff no surname. Now, we've attempted to get Jeff no surname back on at various <laughs> different points in the in the history of Oscar Monster Sausage. Uh, and in in, a, in this sort of new format, we kind of almost seen as a little bit of a, a second season, I guess, in a way. We, we're starting again, new quality. There's no rules on the internet. No, no, no. There's no rules. Um, but we thought it'd be nice to go back to our roots and we'd get on Johan and we would uh, bring Jeff back on. Yeah. Jeff, no surname, took the call, fielded the call. Going up north today. Yeah. Going up north. Where's he going north? No, I don't think. Uh, did I, I he just specify? Just just no, going, no, up just going up north. He might have told me. But Last time he was playing tennis. tennis? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't really know this. Well, he's he's a new man. Wow. He's an enigma. I want to see him. But he's gone up north today, so unfortunately he couldn't be here. So uh, oh. that's why we've gone for the three-way. Yeah. I like him the three-way. Well, it's probably probably for the best because we don't have the mic holder on that mic stand, the fourth mic stand. Yeah, in all of our efforts to go prof- go a bit more professional, get some decent equipment, get decent recording equipment, what do we not have? A fucking mic clip. Right, just, <laughs> just. So, you know, we're taking donations, Matt Flynn's. Um, <laughs> if Matt Flynn's just want to give us an account, that'd yeah. be great. We could probably... You know, we just need some more gaffer tape and, uh, yeah, and a little mic holder, you know, maybe a couple of pairs of headphones, you know. Oh, what's this idea about you making a film in LA? Oh, right. Well, well yeah, yeah, that was part of my uh, my absence from the sausage. Uh, was spent. Uh, did I uh, went for a week in Los Angeles, Ala California. Uh, my brother lives out there, and um, he was shooting a short film called The Chair, which I unwittingly is that a word? Unwittingly produced. Uh, and now I'm broke as a joke, but you know it's all good. Uh, yeah, we sh- we shot out there for two days, well two and a half days, uh, and then it was just a week spent prepping, panicking, you know, and uh, shot in downtown LA underneath the Sixth Street Bridge where they shot uh, Terminator Two and To Live and Die in LA and stuff like that. It's really an iconic location. I mean, did you just get permission bridge, for that, or did huh? you just roll up? Oh, fucking hell, man. Film LA. What a bunch of cunts. Honestly, I'd never make another film in that town again. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. If someone wants to hire me, I'll I'll fly out to LA. Was it it really difficult to film in LA? It's expensive. Let's just say that. So you had to pay for what, two two days of You can't film in that place. Like, there was was places like, like, we paid for a film permit for the weekend... And then people got wind of what we're doing. I don't know if they just post up details of productions or maybe they saw us rehearsing there or whatever. But they, they knew what we were doing. I think they get contacted mm. by Film LA as part of what their fee is. And so this person just phones up my brother and just says, oh, uh, we we think that you're, you're going to be f- have our building in shot. And because it's this sort of iconic warehouse where they shot like Million Dollar Baby and CSI New York and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, they wanted like $5,000 or something. Apparently, uh, ter- they wanted to shoot that in Terminator and um, the producers just said no, they didn't want it in. But it was just going to completely ruin all the compositions. So uh, my brother sort of broke a deal. Uh, but blimey. I, I mean, I think again about shooting there, you know, because... It's as cool as it is. I mean, LA is an amazing place, fascinating place. Mm. But uh, you know, you gotta have a real budget to shoot there because it's fraught with hidden costs. Mm. <laughs> That's what mm. I learned. Wow. But uh, yeah, it was uh, good experience. It sounds like an amazing. Oh, fantastic experience! experience. Yeah. It's the best best shoot I've probably done. You know, and you're happy with the product or what? What, what you see? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a cut at the moment from a brother I think he's he's doing a cut out there as well he's got the footage so uh we're gonna sort of present them to each other and see see what we what we come out with but uh so far you know it's it's coming along all right hopefully uh we'll have we'll have some updates in the future 
and maybe uh, maybe I'll have a film going to festivals. That'd yeah, be nice. I'm sure you were. I'm Can sure in a van. Can yeah. in a van. Two 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 thousand and ten. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, you met you met Vincent Gallo. And I met Vincent Gallo. Wow, that was that was pretty cool, man. Because in downtown LA, we've got some friends who who live there, sort of near the location, and um, we've been we we used to go to this place, um, this English pub, which is just just a couple of blocks down, and um, the guy in there is he's a he's a English guy and he he runs it and uh, he he sort of appreciated meeting some some. You know, <coughs> fellow Brits. People, yeah, so uh, we went in there and hanging out. And I've been told that Vincent Gallo lived nearby. I mean, a lot of the sort of where it's, it's although downtown LA is quite, quite dodgy, sort of you know a lot of homeless people. You know, Skid Row, right? Where all yeah, the homeless, yeah. like it's literally a couple of blocks away. Um, but uh, it's quite developed. Like all the warehouses there are quite trendy, and so they. have adapted them into apartments and stuff and yeah someone told me that Vincent Gallo lived there and I'd never seen him and just thought oh maybe he's just got a place here but yeah. do you know what you never really feel like movie stars are going to be, be there do you know what I mean they're just on the screen and you never see them and uh, and then we were walking towards the pub and this is sort of midweek before the shoot and yeah. I'm still stressing about how the hell we were going to bloody pay for all this so what did we do Went to the pub, got pissed. <laughs> Brilliant. That's that's excellent preparation there. But I think it was it was good character building because after that we thought, yeah. fucking hell, we're gonna Definitely. have to pull this together somehow, you know. But uh, yeah, we were on the way in there and then across the street and then I saw uh, there he was, Prince Vince, sitting standing in the street talking to someone. And I was like, oh man. And earlier that day we'd been to the shopping mall. And we saw him on a billboard, H&M. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, I, I really wanted to go up to him and go, are you the guy, are you the H&M guy? <laughs> <laughs> just to wind him up. Because uh, I've, read, I've, I've read all his articles he's done. He's written a lot of articles in different magazines. Like a, he's a uh, cycle, cycling enthusiast. So he, oh. wrote, he wrote an article about bikes. He's written articles in various sort of fashion industry sort of mags, all sorts of filmmaking magazines. And he kind of writes in, you get the impression that he is the character in Buffalo 66. Do you know what I mean? That is yeah. that is part of his persona. And the way he wrote the articles is kind of in that sort of, you know, you get the impression that he's probably a bit of an arsehole, you know? And um, so Ollie was like, oh, don't. Don't talk. I couldn't believe that my brother always is up for talking to people, but he he didn't he didn't want to do. Anyway, so we went into the pub and we were talking to the uh, the guy behind the bar and um and uh, he starts telling us some stories and you know keeps pouring us more pints, giving us more pints, and I'm like, oh no, this is going bad, <laughs> you know. Uh, and actually, while we were there, we got another example of how it works. As opposed to filming in LA, mm. because Melrose Place wanted to shoot down the street from him, right? And he was like, um, he they they didn't want to shoot outside his pub or anything, but they did want to park all their trucks down there. And obviously, it's an inconvenience to his business. So um, he was like, "Fuck it," you know. And he, 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 they all they all sort of there's like a network. Everybody speaks to their neighbours and says, "Well, how much did you charge him?" How much did you charge him? So you work it out accordingly. And yeah. it's all, you know, how do you work out how much is going to inconvenience your business? Well, you can't. But, no. you know, you, you sort of say, well, if you park a truck out there all day, then people don't even know if I'm open. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to affect me, you know. So they just throw out silly figures and, you know, they, they get, well, he got, you know, he was pl playing the, you know, he obviously asked for more than he thought he was going to get. And then they go fuck off, and then they come back, and then they make a you know, and they haggle a bit. So he, he was doing that uh, uh, during the afternoon, and then we went around the bar and we're talking to these Mexican truck drivers getting swine flu, and you know, just <laughs> like talking to some gay guy about his Prius, and 
I, I, I don't know why I get cornered talking about cars. I mean, it's I work with cars, cars. But, but, you know, I never used to care about cars at all and I still don't, but I still end up <laughs> sort of asking people what they drive and all this nonsense. I don't give a fuck what you drive, man. You, you asked know, me earlier on, didn't A you? to B, all right? Yeah, I asked Matt earlier on, oh, what, what, what does, he was talking about a Chelsea football player. What does he drive? Why do I care what people, and I just look at people now, I look at their cars. I never used to look at cars at all. I was just going, oh, that's that model. It's the job. That is fucking dull. Anyway, so back to the pub. <laughs> we're, we're hammered. You know, we've been in there all day. I'm like, this is a bad, bad situation. Vincent Gallo walks in with this, uh, he was with a, a, a boy and a girl. And, um, what, kids or no, 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 like a, I don't know, they're like, like my age, couple, so, yeah, right. 20s. Uh, they seem quite young anyway. Uh, I mean, he's he's quite an old dude now, isn't yeah, he? he's about 50, 40, 50. 40 he looks great. I mean, he's straight edge, and I just thought, first off, I don't think he'd appreciate us going over and speaking to him. Second of all, he's straight edge, and you know, the last thing you're going to want is to see two pissed English bikes. You know, it's just it's just not something you... But I think we just caught him at the right time and we just charmed him. You know, maybe the English accent sort of... Yeah. Helped you out. Yeah. yeah. The old English. And uh, he was really cool. And I got a photo of with him and, and then I, I sort of sloped off because I just thought, you know, I don't want to inconvenience him too much. I just... Let him get on with his, uh, yeah. his afternoon. My brother, my brother, the camera and... Um, <laughs> I was like, this this is great, this is great. And he put his arm around me, and I had my arm like that. And I was like, Vincent Gallo. I was like, this is going to be the photo of the day Vincent Gallo met me. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, and he was really thrilled to meet me. And he was, laugh <laughs> he was laughing. And then just as my brother took the picture, he just turned sideways, looking at me. <laughs> it's a funny picture, man. Like, you thought he was going to be looking that way, and he's just, you know, just doing something different, I guess. But yeah, I was really impressed. Like it was just, and uh, yeah, I, I'd love to know a bit more about what my brother was talking to him about because uh, uh, they they discussed, you know, Buffalo '66 hmm. and what you know the stuff he, uh, the filmmaking process, the actual processing, you know, the how they shot it. And uh, he said, he said, he said, Brown Bunny was his best film. I still haven't seen it. No, but you got it in Japan. I know, I know. I bought it in Japan because you couldn't get it. It was like the only place you could get it on DVD. And then uh, lent it to my brother. He lost the fucking disc. I've still got the case, the <laughs> so infamous good. case. It's got this little pull-out picture of uh, a blurred image of right. the, the key scene. Penis. The eye of the duck scene, as they say. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was just cool. It was cool. And then, and then my brother, like, decided that it would be a good idea to give him a script for the film that we were shooting because he told him about that we were shooting the film and he was quite it was like oh yeah that's really cool man you know gives him the script next morning he's just like why the hell did I give him a copy of the script man that's just you know but anyway what was lovely was that when we wrapped the shoot on the on the Sunday night we shot Friday Saturday Sunday basically um, I stopped by the store to buy a couple of beers for the crew just to say thanks and that and uh, he was sitting outside the cafe, and I was like, "Just about to wrap." And he said, "That's that's really good, man." You know, and it was it wasn't like he was being like. First of all, he recognised me, and second of all, he, he you know he said hello. I just yeah. thought he was just gonna. He didn't have to say anything, did he? But uh, he was he was just quite a cool guy, Vincent Gallo, Vinny G. It was funny, and like after we were in the pub and we'd seen him and all that. Yeah, he was. Um, I, I was walking uh, our friend's dogs around, and it was you know late at night, it's a bit of a dodgy area. And he was out jogging, <laughs> and I just I was crossing the street with the dogs. It must have looked terrible, and I just went, Prince Vince, and he just went, Hey, how are you doing? But <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, Oh no, that's bad, man. That's cool. That's cool. That's wicked. Snooze time. Okay, I've got a news story for you. Okay. That sounded like it was going to be competition time. Well, we axed that, so it's now brr, news time. Okay. Uh, okay. Brr, news time. Brr. Right, ready? Ready. 
porn star rushed to hospital during world record attempt. Have you guys sounds, heard about this? Sounds good. No. Okay. Porn star Cora, aka Caroline Berger, was rushed to hospital with difficulties breathing while filming her attempt to break a world record of oral sex with 200 men. Cora had worked her way through 75 men at the time of the health crisis. Pretty. That's a lot of, a lot of dick and mouth. Right. I love this post underneath. The story was posted. I mean, it's originally from the Sun's website, but someone posted it on Current. And, uh, Current TV? At, yeah. And at the, well, people just post articles as well. Okay. There's no footage of it, unfortunately. I'm sure there is, but not. Well, it must have been filmed. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, yeah. Well, to obviously to verify the break record. the world record. You know, mm. Houston, Houston did one. But um, yeah, someone's put their my favourite comments from the article. Right, number one. I feel bad for number seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> number two. I'd hate to be the paramedic that had to give her mouth-to-mouth. And uh, my favourite, I'll tell you what, I find that story hard to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Um, well, what do you think of that, then? 75. Does, does it go into specifics of the record? I mean, is it literally uh, unfortunately just Unfortunately not. It's a classic it a, Sun news story. Is it a lick, yeah. lick, a lick the cop, move on to the next one? Or, or is it... Well, is that, it, that, 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 I mean, the classic... Cases. I, I didn't actually see the documentary about it, but who was the woman? Annabelle. Chung. Annabelle Chung, right? Yeah. Yeah. She did. She did how many men? Two hundred. It's quite. But literally, they were all jerking off or being fluffed or whatever, and they would just Pop get it. in her and jizz and then go. Right? Did they use rubbers? I hope uh, they. I did. think they must. Did, have done, did you yeah. see the program? No. But um. My question is, yeah, does it really count? I mean, if you were the, say you were the Guinness Book of World Record adult edition, you know, judges, I mean, just, you know, surely having sex with someone is actually, you've got to make them climax, you know, just using yourself, you know, if they're just jerking off, then they're jerking off and then just, you're just a cum receptacle, do you Mm. know what I mean? So, with... As opposed to with the woman who's sucking off cocks, is it they just jizz in her mouth, done? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what is what is a blowjob, essentially, Matt? Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, presumably, it has to be, uh, she needs to give him a bit of time. Yeah. Surely a blowjob, maybe, if it was world record, maybe, I mean, so you could measure it, you could say, from soft cock, too hard to ejaculating. Now that, how many of those can you have do? Two hundred of those. You can do, I mean, I don't. You know that that would kill someone. You know, possibly. Chuck Palahniuk wrote a book about a like a gangbang world record. I haven't read it yet because it came out in Harper last who wrote year. That? Chuck Palahniuk, okay. you know, a guy who wrote Fight Club and um, oh, okay. Choke. And, yeah, and. Um, he writes it from the perspective of sort of three different people, like the porn star herself, number number twenty seven, <laughs> and then number six hundred or something. I can't. The numbers are like crazy, but oh. and it's all about how like you know this story of them standing in line waiting to go ahead, and I think the 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 porn star plans to die at the end of it. She wants to kill herself, so she wants this to be like her final thing. She's going to set it all up. So. Um, she. Uh, what what kind of person thinks it's a good idea to hold that record? Porn star. I just think in 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 terms of like uh, it's just another one on. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Like kids nowadays look up to Jordan, you know, and they think she's a hero, heroine. She's a hero, and um, I don't know why, but some I'm sure certain kids will be looking at these. Well, not kids, but you know, people growing up will be looking at this, seeing porn stars, and if they work in the porn industry, they might want to emulate that. It's almost like, you know, setting the level and then beating the level, setting the new bar. Set, it's, you know, it's just the same thing like in the Olympics, you know? Mm. You've got the fastest man in the world, someone wants to beat his record, they do it. You've got the woman who slept with the most men who've done these sexual acts, who will find someone else that want to better that. 
you always find that competition. It's they call it progress. Mm. I find it progress in the most backwards way because we'll, and then moral wise, what what's the morals in that? You've just let well, something really personal just I mean be exactly, exposed to six hundred exactly. men. What what what's what she actually got the game from doing it? Because by apart from having her name against a record, which you like you say probably will inevitably be broken by yeah. someone else. Um, and she's going to sell a few DVDs probably, but what's what's actually in it for her? Like she surely she can't actually enjoy the experience of mm. having two hundred cocks round down the phone. Clearly she didn't because she got to seventy seven and started having <laughs> fucking breathing problems. So you know, uh, well, what and what were those breathing problems? What happened? What did she start hyperventilating, start getting a panic attack? Um, did a did did she swallow some cum down the wrong hole or something? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when you're eating dinner and you eat a bit of food yeah, goes down the wrong way, you're in trouble, aren't you? Very, you know, it doesn't really go into specifics. No, no, no. But, it's but I mean, like, what, 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 what put her into that? It, what so. put her into the fucking hospital? Like, what was the final thing? And if she was swallowing all those loads, I mean, she must have been fucking full up because yeah, seventy-seven loads. It's a lot of. It's a hell of a lot of digestion needs like to take place. a high place. protein shake. How long was the? How long was she going for? Like how? How long was the, the supposed to last? How long did he? Uh, there's too many questions. I can't even answer. Yeah, it. it's mind boggling. Does it so, make you so angry? Many... Does it make you angry when they report news like that? It, it does a little bit because they've given me nothing. All they've done is said to me some girl got into respiratory dis- distress sucking a lot of cock. You, now I need to know some more information you, about that. You, you read the news looking for answers, and all you get is a series of questions. Well, it, it's typical sun, isn't it? Like they give you just like like the, the little bits that are gonna that they glean from some other source, and they don't actually research it themselves. They're like, oh yeah, oh the sun. The sun people love love that. You know, all the uh, all the sun buyers in the in the country are gonna go right. That's a fucking great story. Don't need to know any more than that. She got in trouble. I feel bad for number seventy six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I feel sorry for the paramedic to give him mouth to mouth, mate. Eh? And uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's more questions there. There's more human questions Maybe in they that just story. Need some headlines because they don't have any contacts about MPs' expenses. Oh, yeah, man. I'll put a little spanner in the works there, people. Well, yeah, okay, but then MPs' expenses again, yeah. That story, the reason that story's gone on so long is because at the beginning it was like MPs are taking the piss of expenses. Okay, anyone didn't really realise that MPs were taking the piss of expenses yeah, in the first place just... is fucking naive. They, of course, they are. Anyone who's lived, worked in a job where they get expenses knows how easy it is to take the piss and can do it and it's will do it and job. does do it. It's part of the job. It's part of the expenses. You always, you're always going to claim for things beyond, beyond your remit. Your However, it happens in the film industry, I may say. You know, I remember one time I was working on a feature film and um, I was a producer's assistant and I had to actually count up all the receipts and get the tax back for the film. So there's me counting it through. And lucky enough, I actually put this in my diary. Interesting, so I actually put in my diary all the receipts. When I go for the receipts, this ain't receipts for lighting. This isn't receipts for location. This is receipts for dinners out. Yeah. This is receipts for drinks. This is receipts for bars. Yeah, yeah. I had nothing to do with like filmmaking. And yeah. for me, I mean, I don't Net- work with that producer anymore. Network, uh... I mean, yeah, you could say it's networking, but you know what? I network out my own pocket, right? I don't know about you, but as you said before, you referred yeah. to me as a common man. Yeah, I am a common man. You know what I mean? Like, I have a Jamaican and Green heritage. I know where I come from. But at the same time, you know what? I'm promoting my stuff, doing my stuff, and it's off my own back. Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking from the taxpayer, stuff like that. And I think there's two different levels of thought here. I think people are actually waking up to the fact that politicians look at themselves almost like emperors, in a way, kind of godlike. They don't really care. They're in a different world. Mm. They live in a different... For them, it's a different time. It's a different whole ethos. But they've been... been They've let them get away with it for years. It's just why at crime, like when you get away with like a petty crime like that, with no sort of comeback on it at all, it just escalates, you know? First, it starts off being a dinner, then it's like a couple of hotels, then it's, well, I might as well get my house cleaned, yeah. then it's, well, I might as well buy my daughter a flat and charge the mortgage to someone else, then it's, oh, I'm going to get my moat cleaned. Do you, you know, where do you stop? And that's what it escapes because they, they're getting away with the little things first and foremost, and that's the problem. And then they think, well, yeah, be a bit cheeky, chuck, chuck another little thing on there, you know? And, I mean, the funniest thing for me is it all stems from the fact that I can't remember the name of the the, the MP now. Is it oh. Tessa Jowell or whoever? No, whoever's husband watched a couple of pornos. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and that for me is fucking brilliant because I <laughs> I was like, 
He, well, she's well, she's gone away. Got onto this subject from porn, basically. <laughs> but she she's gone away for like. There you go. There, there's a corruption days. right there. If you're taking it from the top, it's always going to filter through down towards the masses and all of that. That's exactly what's happening now. It's a rotten <laughs> fucking. Society. Right. But, but, but she she went away for a couple of nights. He thought, well, I'm a bit lonely. I know. I'll have a cheeky little wank. And uh, what she's done is she's charged her Virgin account to her expenses or whatever the, the cable provider is. Yeah. And then someone's along the line has picked up the fact that there's a couple of uh, Mate, couple of blue movies. Uh, well, they had to go through the fees of it. And someone's sat there and gone, <laughs> someone's watching fucking Debbie Does Dallas volume 38 or something. And uh, and then they've done it two nights in a row, tracked it back. And this that if to, that was the first time I heard of this, the, the expenses thing. It's people like, should she be able to charge... For her husband's... Why isn't he just looking at porn on the internet? What's wrong with that? Well, I should probably get charged for that. Well, maybe he doesn't realise. He's just lazy, isn't it? He should... You get lazy, you get caught. I mean, what do you think... uh, Just Depends. Maybe I shouldn't be asked a question, but just out of thought. Just um, the fact that the House of Commons and the government are now providing a solution for tighter regulation on the expenses. Do you think that's the way to go? Do you think people actually have faith? The same people that created the problem are now given the solution to it. Well, no, we could put on. I mean, presumably, it's it'd be exactly the same as before. That there will be loopholes, and it, it's at the moment no MP is going to be expensing anything remotely dodgy. This will blow over. This will cool down. Someone's going to chuck on a cheeky dinner. That will get through. Someone's going to chuck on a cheeky something yeah, else. That will get through. Again. And it'll just build again. It'll just be another they'll cycle. Just, they'll probably in 15 years time, story out. 15 years time, out. we'll have the exact same problem. Massive yeah. blowout because yeah. Pete just got away with it and it's escalated to that, that level. I mean, I, mean, I put um, a, uh, a comment about this on, on Facebook um, a few days ago. And there's a whole thing about Martin, sorry, Michael Martin. Yeah. Um, I felt that it was a scapegoat. I think that he was a scapegoat. And I think the reason why they were mad was because he didn't actually protect them. Oh, yeah, totally. It's not because right. he... Yeah, it, it's because he didn't protect them. Yeah. Right. And it was very funny how that was... Uh, it was kind of... The story kind of got very misinterpreted and rep- misrepresentated. Misrepresentated. Oh, I can't really say Spin, yeah. Just spin. 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 Yeah, spin. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, let's, be, let's, let's draw a line under this whole affair. They're all crooks anyway, probably. Media, politicians, wankers... All over the world. All he wanted line. was a little wank. Did he? Do you think he had any idea the problem he was going to cause when he sat on that sofa with his trousers around his ankle, jerking his chicken? He probably feels he was, really <laughs> guilty now every time he, he wants to fucking. £9.99, those two movies probably cost him. They've cost him a lot of fucking more in reality. That's that thing. Porn doesn't pay. But you can pay for porn. But you can pay for porn. <laughs> two porn note, stories. Gentlemen. On that note, gentlemen. Yawan, thank you for being our guest on episode 17 of Oscar Wants a Sausage. Have no you worries. had fun? Yeah, I've had fun. I've had a really good fun. Uh, it's been nice to meet up with you guys again. It's been nice to actually come to um, Matthew's house and see it. I'm very proud. I'm very happy. It's just nice thank to see you. everyone again. Sorry. You look a bit like Ice Cube. Yeah, well, people say I, I think, think he, he with he a hat wore, on and a little uh, hair coming out the back there. You look a bit like in WA Ice Cube, the early, early days. I'm just, basically, I look like I'm Saturday morning. After. Were you asleep when we got you up, when we banged on the door? No, I was talking to my mate Daniel, just, uh, just catching up. But I was kind of like semi, half asleep, semi awake. But not, not as you look, you look pretty naked, so. Yeah, I was pretty half naked, um, pretty looking good. Uh, anyway. You had fun? Yeah, it's been good. It's good to get back on the, uh, back on the road. Back in the game. And we'll be back soon, I suppose. Oh, uh, yeah, and would you like to do the uh, sign-off for episode 17 of Oscar Wants a Sausage? Okay, well, um, you've just been listening to episode 17 of Oscar Wants a Sausage. Can I do that again? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> you've just been listening to episode 17 of Oscar Wants a Sausage with Owen Marshall, uh, Matt Henderson, and special guest Johan Forbes. Have a good bank holiday weekend, and um, enjoy the sun. Take care. Check out Project One. Of course. www.orgsystem.com